Hey, everyone. If you enjoy this podcast or any of the other ones we produce here at Seven Lamb Productions, check out patreon.com slash seven lamb, the number seven L-A-M-B. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, and it all goes to helping us create content such as Atlas. We have a lot of content on there right now, including bloopers, scripts, extra podcasts, music, and more. Like I said, you can donate as little as a dollar a month, and it really does help us out. Uh, Once again, that's patreon.com slash 7lamb, the number 7, L-A-M-B. Thanks, and enjoy the next episode of Atlas Avenue Beat. Seven Lamb Productions presents... Atlas Avenue Beat. Case 2, The Red Letter. Part 11, Pillow Fight. Here I was, facing the barrel of a gun once again. The person moved through the room like a ninja without a cool mask. Not that it mattered, the shadows covered his face. It would have been cooler if he did have a ninja mask. Dying by a ninja attack is way more honorable than dying by the hands of some random dude who snuck into your bedroom. The man moved closer. I had to act fast. Had his eyes adjusted? Could he see me clearly? It didn't matter. I had to act. Now! I used one of my best methods of diversion. A method that I used time and time again. It actually never worked, but the 15th time is a charm, so here I went. Hey, look over there! The mysterious figure turned around. Holy shit, it worked. I grabbed a pillow and threw it at the intruder and dove on the floor. Feathers exploded into the air. Ah, damn it! I grabbed another pillow and threw it at the man. He screamed loudly. Ah. I'm not sure why he screamed. It was a pillow after all. I threw another pillow. It knocked the gun out of the man's hands. Now was my chance. I grabbed another pillow and swung wildly. I caught the man in the face. The man picked up a pillow and swung it at me. I ducked. The pillow hit the dresser and exploded into a cloud of feathers. I swung and hit the man in the gut. This went on for a while. I'd been involved in several pillow fights in my lifetime, but damn it, this was the manliest pillow fight I'd ever been a part of. Feathers. Hmm, interesting. Now all I had to do was somehow lead him to an aviary. But then I realized there wasn't an aviary anywhere near here because, well, it wasn't common for people to own aviaries. Guess I'd have to stick to the pillow fight. <laughs> the man sneezed again, and like a gentleman, he covered his nose. That was my chance. I pounced. Bless you. I was able to pin the man down. Who are you? The man kicked me back. I tumbled to the ground. He jumped up and out the window. I ran over to the window. The man ran through the backyard, jumped over the fence, and disappeared around the corner. I ran down the stairs, through the hall, and out the front door. I thought maybe I could cut him off. I ran down Sunrise Boulevard and turned left around the corner. I saw him crossing the street. I continued giving chase. He was fast. I followed him all the way to Mavis past Overton. I saw him duck through an alley and exit into the parking lot of Blockmart. 
Black Mart was a large department store that was open 24-7. I caught my breath as I walked into the department store. Welcome to Black Mart! Oh, fuck! Black Mart had a greeter that shouted, Welcome to Black Mart, every time you entered the store. It wouldn't be so bad if the old man didn't always hide behind the vending machine. Scared the shit out of me every time I walked in. I checked each aisle as I passed. The store wasn't packed. It made sense. It was late. I checked my watch. 2.20 a.m. Can I help you find something? <laughs> no, I don't think you can help me find what I'm looking for. Why? It's hard to find. Is it a big pink dildo? No. Jesus. Care to explain why that was your first guess? Well, you get a lot of lone dudes in here coming in at 2 in the morning looking for big pink dildos. It's interesting. Sadly, we don't carry those. We only carry big blue ones. I don't need a dildo. Well, no one needs a dildo. Sorry, I don't want a dildo. Okay, well, if you want anything, just let me know. You didn't happen to see a man run in here, did you? What'd he look like? That's the thing. Didn't get a good look. He was wearing all black. Ooh, okay, all right. What else? I think he had a hat on. Oh, all right, all right. What do you want with this guy? I just need to find him. He owe you money? No, I just... You didn't see him, did you? No, but I can help you look. That won't be necessary. No, come on, man. I can help. I know this building inside and out. Really, it's okay. Maybe we can corner him together. I don't want to drag you into this. Trust me, dude. Dude? I've been longing for a day when I could chase some guy down. Let me get my hands on him. I will finish him. I don't want to kill him. Sure you don't. The stock boy winked at me. No, I'm serious. I, I just need to find him. I get you. We'll find him. And I'll wish we didn't. <sighs> I'm going to go check out electronics. Good idea. I'll check out men's clothing. I'll also search that area, too. You do that. The boy tied his shoes, stretched, and ran towards the clothing section of the store. He was a little too gung-ho about the whole thing. I made my way to electronics, but didn't see the mysterious man anywhere. Hey, dude! I think I found your guy! I turned around to see the stock boy chasing the mysterious man through the clothing aisle. Shit! I gave chase. I'm gonna get you, you son of a bitch! Don't you run away! I cut across the women's clothing section and over to underwear and socks. When I turned the corner, I didn't see him anywhere. Hey, stock boy, where are you? Right over here! I got him! I saw the stock boy pop up from behind a row of dress shirts. I jogged over to him. You were able to subdue him? Subdue him? I fucking killed him, man. I told you I'd get that son of a bitch. What? Laying in front of the stock boy was the mysterious man. Blood pooled around him. The hell did you do? I killed him. Like you wanted. No, I said nothing about killing him. I thought it was understood. I did the whole wink and everything. The hell is wrong with you? Well, who chases a guy and doesn't kill him? Where's the fun in that? Are we not human? Listen, stock boy, I don't think you realize what you just did. You're probably going to go to jail. And you should go to jail. You're insane. I bent down and lifted the man's hat to uncover his face. The man choked up blood. <coughs> He's still alive! Take this! The boy lifted a bloody baseball bat. No, don't! God damn, Jesus, just relax. The man. I knew him. It was James Master. Julianne's ex. A psychic. You? Why? 
why were you trying to kill me? Kill me. Really? Stop trying to finish my sentences. Sentences? It's so annoying and it doesn't mean you're psychic. Okay. <coughs> I'll stop. This guy's supposed to be psychic? Betty didn't expect me to be behind the dress shirts with a wooden bat. <coughs> Gotta admit, did not see that coming. <coughs> He's dead. I've never killed a psychic person before. Not something to brag about. What the hell happened here? Another Blockmart employee walked over. Hey, Joey. I killed this guy because this dude here was chasing him. Which I did not tell you to do. Can we make that clear? I need you to remember when you're talking to the cops, because they'll be here soon and they will definitely be taking you into custody. I was taken into custody once, but I fought my way out. I'm pretty strong. Who are you? Joey. Joey Everknuckle. Okay. I'm gonna leave now. Well, if you need any more help, just let me know. I won't do that. I'm hoping I never see you again. Goodbye. The name's Ray. Don't care. The cop showed up not long after I left. I was able to get out of there without being spotted. Why was Master in my room, ready to kill me? Instead of going back to Julianne's, I went to a nearby coffee shop and ordered coffee, black, but with two cubes of sugar and some cream. I stayed there until the sun came up. Then I went to the only phone booth in the city and called Jane. We met at Jack's Cafe once again where I told her about my action-filled night. Are you sure you want to talk to these last two exes? More than ever. I hailed a cab, and by hailed I mean I called for it to come over. I didn't cheer it on or throw large chunks of ice at it. We drove to a small apartment complex off Atlas Avenue. So this guy, Don Allen, he used to be a famous actor. Then he kind of dropped off the map, disappeared, stopped appearing in film and TV. I think it happened shortly after his split with Julianne. It would make sense. We've learned she has quite the control over men. We headed up to apartment 412. I knocked. You're not going to do one more? Not right now. What about Tony Orlando? Screw Tony Orlando. No one came to the door. I tried peering through the window to no avail. I can't see anything. Now what? Let's move on to the last guy. We'll come back. Okay. We hopped into the cab. Where to? The zoo. Kenneth Heights Zoo was despicable. Forbes rated it number one of its top ten places to make you wish you were dead list. It was not only a horrible zoo, but just a horrible place in general. The last time I went there, they only had four animals. A squirrel, a moose, a blind giraffe, and a dead python. We paid 40 bucks to enter. Complete ripoff. It turned out Julianne's last ex was Terry Gardner, a zookeeper. I haven't been here for years. Same. We walked past a broken fountain. There was a sign that said we were here. Then there were four arrows. One pointed north and red python. 
The next red giraffe. Another had squirrel crossed off and had a word chimp spray painted on. And the last arrow just had moose crossed off. So they added one new exhibit? Let's just find this Terry Gardener and get out of here. Deal. We walked past the blind giraffe exhibit. The giraffe was trying to eat leaves off of a light pole. Poor blind giraffe. We made our way past the new chimp exhibit. The park was not packed at all, but I suddenly saw the most beautiful dame in the world. She was gorgeous. What's wrong with you? I think Jane saw me staring at this beauty. I didn't want her to get jealous, so I turned away. I wanted to let the model walk past. What was a beautiful girl like her doing in a dump like this? Then I realized the girl wasn't moving. She didn't walk by, she just stayed put. In fact, she was on the wrong side of the chimp exhibit. She was in the cage. The hell? Was she a trainer or something? What are you staring at? I'm sorry, but what is that beautiful creature doing in the cage? Jane followed my gaze. Well, animals are usually in their cages. You watch your tongue! How could Jane talk about such a beautiful creature in such a derogatory way? Was she jealous? My heart, my monkey heart pounded furiously. Then all the little heart bubbles that were floating around me popped. I realized what was happening. This wasn't a beautiful woman. This was a chimpanzee in its cage. Oh, God. My monkey heart was betraying me. I remembered the doctor telling me that I wouldn't be able to love in the same way. That I would find hairy women more attractive, but he never warned me about this. I was attracted to an ape. What in the fuck? Are you feeling okay? No. That fucking doctor. But then I started to think about Charlton Heston kissing that ape in Planet of the Apes. It wasn't so weird, was it? Yes, yes it was. I shook my head violently, reading the image of me and the hairy creature making love. Let's go. Okay. This way. I glanced back one more time. I couldn't help it. And I thought to myself, if things didn't work out with Jane, I'd be back. Back to win that monkey love. Excuse me. A zookeeper was cleaning out the python cage. Can I help you? We're looking for a Terry Gardner. Why, that would be me. May we have a few words? Sure, I'll give you a few words. I'll probably string them together into sentences, you know, so you can understand what I'm saying. Thanks. It'll definitely make things easier. Terry Gardner wore a fedora, khakis, and a leather jacket. He looked like Indiana Jones. He even had a whip hanging from his belt. Let me just finish cleaning this kid. I noticed the python was a skeleton. Is that the same dead python from years ago? No, 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 no. It, it's a live python. That thing is not alive. Sure it is. He just ate. I noticed a rat running through the empty ribcage. How does this place stay in business? We overcharge people to enter, and we don't have a lot of animals to feed. Yeah, I saw you crossed off moose and the squirrel. What happened? Rocky and Bullwinkle get into an accident? The moose ate the squirrel. Moose don't eat squirrels. They're not supposed to. But? But what? Never mind, just finish what you're doing. After another five minutes, Terry finished cleaning the cage. Okay, so what is this about? Julianne Good. Terry froze. <sighs> of course it is.
went to a wooden bench and chatted to Terry for a good few hours. He was the most cooperative of all Julianne's exes. She constantly moved from man to man. She had a way of picking someone she wanted, and she usually got them. Hell, she left some guy for me, then years later left me for some other guy. Do you stay in contact with her? I talk to her every once in a while. Not gonna lie, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't talk to her. I love hearing her voice. Every so often, I'll get into the zoo for free. Don't you think she's just using you? Yes, of course she is. But if it allows for me to see her, then... Fine. I don't get it. She's a wonderful woman. Most people couldn't handle losing her. I'm sure you've done your research. We saw the suicides, the murders, the accidents. Please. Every one of them was a suicide. No one could stand not being with her. Once you have her, it's hard to let her go. Trust me, I, I thought about killing myself, but... Then I thought I'd rather see her once a year than to never see her again. That's love. It's more than love. If you don't mind my asking, who did she leave you for? Some actor, Don something. Don Allen? That's it. That lucky bastard. Why is he lucky? Because she dropped him like she dropped every one of her husbands. But then, years later, she decides to take him back. Oh, not as a lover, but as a companion. What do you mean? He works for her now. He does? He used to be this famous actor. But then when she left him, he went into a deep depression. Shaved his head Britney Spearsy style, ate a lot of cake, got fat, and stopped acting. I think he almost killed himself, but then he decided to work for her. He just wanted to be around her, I guess, like all of us. She said fine, but she forced him to change his name. <laughs> He rearranged some letters, but get this, he picked a completely new first name. I think it was a mashup of his favorite gas station and his favorite rapper, but for the life of me, I can't remember it. Holy son of a bitch. What? Sheldrake. That's it. Gas station plus rapper. You know, if I did the same thing, my name would be Racetrack Eminem, which doesn't really flow. It sounds like I'm just picking a candy bar from the gas station. Might as well call me Sickle K Babe Ruth, which, coincidentally, would be my name if I had to make a mishmash of my second favorite gas station and my favorite baseball player. Shut up a second, I'm thinking. I couldn't believe it. Don Allen was Sheldrake Von Wallen. Sheldrake was once married to Julianne. That was it. Enough was enough. Time to confront both Sheldrake and Julianne. I wasn't sure what they were trying to pull over on me, but I'd find out. Come on, let's go. Jim, what's going on? It's time to talk to her last ex. But we were just at the apartment. He wasn't there. Because he's staying somewhere else. We rushed towards the zoo exit, but then I stopped. I reached in my pocket and pulled out my notepad. I ripped a blank page out and wrote down a number. 
I went over to the chimpanzee exit. Hey, monkey, ape, or whatever a chimp is. I don't have a cell phone, but this is the payphone that I often use. If things don't work out with that woman over there, I just... I just wanted you to have my number. Yeah, yeah. I slipped the folded paper to the chimp. The beautiful creature grabbed it and looked at it. I turned around and jogged over to Jane. What were you doing? Nothing. Nothing at all. Let's go. Who knew if the chimp would ever call? I didn't even have a phone. I knew that. I wasn't being completely ridiculous, but I felt it was meant to be. That chimp would find a way of reaching me. I rubbed the scar on my chest. Either I would date a monkey or I'd get another heart transplant with an actual human heart. Whatever came first. Enough on that, though. All my focus was on this case. Time to confront Sheldrake and Julianne. Atlas Avenue Beat, written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Jesse Hardiak. Starring Jack Austin as Locke, Amy LeRae as Edith, Jose Caraballo as Paul, Brian Messick as Arthur, Gina Coyle as Julianne, Lucas Webley as Sheldrake and Dr. Doctor, and Stacey Patron as Jane. Co-starring Mallory Presley, Michael Mola, Chris Butera, Nicole Green, Brett Wilkins, Jerry Swindle, Ashley Cartesano, Danielle Abernecka, Nick Engelhard, Reed Kreiner, Anthony Grimm, Robert M. Lamb, and Zane Sexton. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lampodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lampodcasts. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.